Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. All right, we're back. Hello, I'm excited to be back for our second official topic week of our series, Not So Obvious Sins. Yes, we're excited to dive in today. Samantha, what are we talking about today? We are discussing the not so obvious sin of control slash and or (laughs) chaos and kind of thinking of the two on a spectrum. And we're kind of going to dive into why that could be sinful like anything, we kind of always get down to the conclusion in this spoiler alert, I guess, for all of these episodes, that it's really more about the heart and the intentions behind these things that we're calling sin. And so we discussed in the very first week kind of the idea of sin and the nature of it and what qualifies something as sin. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen. And then last week's episode on coping, we also kind of get more into that. But We wanted to talk about controlling chaos because, first of all, I feel like we see that a lot. We talk about that a lot. Maybe that's us in being kind of moms with young kids we hear a lot about. Don't you feel like it's constantly like, okay, either my kids are out of control or, okay, I've got to get control over my house or my situation. Or maybe it's, okay, I thrive in chaos and I just make things happen and then things are like actually being dropped left and right. Or maybe it's more this idea of like, well, my life feels really out of control. Relationships feel hard. So I tend to be this controlling person that mm-hmm. people don't want to be around at all. Yeah. This comes out in so many ways. We're I gonna- felt like when we were brainstorming topics for this series, control was at the top of our list of like, we got to talk about that because yeah. I think it's such an easy way that we are so easily like, no, control is a good thing. I, I should control my kids. I should control their behavior. I should control the situation. I should, you know, I think control can be a good thing, but then it's also a really simple thing when we take it in our own hands and we think that we have control of everything. Yeah. And I will say out of anything, I think when we call it a sin, I think it's like most girls we talk to very quickly and easily say like, oh, I struggle with control. And maybe if you don't think that, or maybe a lot of people might not, but I know for most people, it's like, okay, well, that's something that I can, even if you don't want to say it or really realize it at first, if you dig into it, you see tendencies in your life. Well, Mm -hmm. okay. That is me being a little controlling. So Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I think everyone's on one end of the spectrum or the other. Like you either tend towards being more controlling or maybe you tend towards living a life that's a little bit more, we'll call it carefree to be nice or or chaotic maybe. Yeah. We all have that one friend that's like rushing in somewhere, looking frazzled, like a shirt hanging out of their purse. Like one kid doesn't have a shoe and they... I don't oh. know, have picked up Chick-fil-A for eight nights in a row. I don't know. That's hey, which extreme. honestly, I would like that. Uh, hey, but yeah. I'm not digging that. But we wanted to be careful. We talked about this in our very first episode, just even talking about when we claim these things and we, when we title these things sin, where do we see that actually identified in the Bible? Like, where is that reference that control can be a sin? And it is in the Bible that, yeah, this isn't a way that we can live to then also like glorify God in our actions. So where are we looking at? There. Well, I think where it starts, and this is interesting, in Genesis 3.16, so like right at the beginning of the Bible, 
Okay, so to set the scene in Genesis 316, Adam and Eve are in the garden. They've just sinned, and God is kind of having this conversation with him. They're talking through this punishment, which honestly, just a side note, when I would read Genesis as a kid, you kind of view God as this like scary, mean figure that's really like cursing them and giving all these punishments. But when you actually think about this, it's really his kindness being shown right now as like he's giving these punishments, but really they had deserved death. And so it's really cool when you think about it in that perspective. But basically, he kind of sets the scene saying like part of the curse from sin is that women are going to tend to control and men are going to tend towards passivity where he created it to be opposite. And so that's something that innately like we're still seeing repercussions for that. I Mm -hmm. think in marriages, I think in friendships and in general, women tend towards this desire for control in a really unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're starting from. Yeah. And even when we were talking about that, it actually made me think, again, I think I've mentioned like I'm an image person. And even when I think about control, the word even control makes me even think of like clenched fists in a ball. I want to control the situation. I want to have my hands tied around it. And so I even think like when we talk about how deeply rooted that curses on our lives, I think that is just so true that I think any woman especially would probably say, yeah, I struggle with control in my marriage, in my parenting, in my work, in Finances. plans, in finance. Like I think we could all probably in insert. plans for what our life's going to look like. Yes. <laughs> I think we could all, you know, if you could even think now, like I struggle with control in blank, we would love like just take some time to kind of think about what that would be. And maybe through this conversation, think about what, you know, we're going to be talking about and digging into and just apply it to that specifically. Mm-hmm. I think in other areas of the Bible that Samantha and I wanted to mention were that many times throughout the scriptures, we are commanded to trust in the Lord in all of those things again, in our finances, in our situations, in our life plans, in our you know children's lives, in our lives, in our marriages, in our relationships. And so just a few references of those. I think all of us probably know the Proverbs 3, 5, and trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on, on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. But then there's also tons of references in Isaiah and you know, Psalms of all of these verses of saying, trust in the Lord forever, trust in him. He is our rock eternal. All of these great words of stability and comfort and peace coming to know that, you know, Christ is our Lord and Savior and in control, in complete control of our lives. And so in that we are to trust in him. And so again, if we are taking control out of the context of that, you know, it actually is really sinful for us to desire control when we really are supposed to relinquish that control to Christ only. Yeah, it's weird. I was like reflecting on control. And for me, it's something I personally struggle with. It's just been a consistent pattern of sin in my life over years. And it's looked different in certain circumstances. But when I was thinking about like, well, why do I want to control things so bad? Well, it's this lack of trust that God's going to be able. It's almost like I'm like, okay, God, you're clearly not figuring this out for me right now. So let me do it. Like, let me just take control and figure it out. And so it's interesting when you think about that being the root of it, because I think that's true in ways we control in big ways and in like small little daily ways we control. So it's good to think through what that could look like for you. But I think in my life personally, just to share a little bit, for me, it's definitely control. I think Christian and I both are on the control end of the spectrum. So we needed like a- No, I'm not. We need I'm a really ca- carefree. We need a chaos person to come <laughs> chat with us. But I think for me, I've mentioned this, but when my life feels really out of control and big things, so for me, that's you know hardship or trials that I've walked through, I think I can then really try to- 
grasp on to like the tiniest ways that I get so honestly crazy about control. Like <laughs> whether it's my house or my plans or I don't know, just like even my schedule and my routine, I think is the biggest thing that I love to feel control over. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking through like, why is it that we want that so bad? And I think for me, it feels good. Like when I can have control over a situation, it feels very peaceful in that moment. But mm -hmm. that's not something that lasts for very long. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. How do you see yourself struggle with yeah, control? Yeah, I mean, I think if anyone knows me personally, control is probably one of my like biggest things that I think God did make me a person who who, you know, formed me with a mind that likes to like make plans and make like prepare things. And I think all of those things as God created them are good. But I just as a sinful person and a person who, you know, I want to like have the claim and fame of like, oh, wow, Christian did such a good job, you know, planning that or executing that or whatever. Guys, she's control, a wedding planner. Yeah, this control is like, is like my alley. thing. I love to have control of I mean, it is so easy for me to just even find myself in the smallest ways, even like controlling my morning routine with my kids. Like if something doesn't go right, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm so annoyed. And so it's even just the smallest things. But I mean, I could point out like today, I probably got frustrated about, you know, that was one of the things even today. So control is a hard thing for me. And I constantly need to, again, going back to that, like visual for myself, like often sometimes I just physically even need to just like, unclench my hands of just like, no, I don't need to hold this so tightly. I don't have control. And ultimately, when I step back of that, I'm so thankful. Like, I'm like, goodness, I don't want to be in control of my life. I don't want to be in control of this. I want to like trust the Lord with all of these things because I know his plan is way better than mine. But in the moment, it's so easy to think like, no, I have the plan. Like, yeah. my plan sounds good, you know? And that's so good, too. I think it's important as we're thinking through this. For me, when I feel myself or when my husband tells me I am slipping into really unhealthy patterns of control, it immediately forces me to go to God and say, OK, God, I now at this point know it's taken me years to figure this out. I know that that means that I'm not trusting you in something. And it forces me to sit and re like reflect and ask him, like, God, how am I not trusting you the way I should be right now? Or even just making myself realize what I probably already know. And that's that's when I can feel myself so a lot of times let go because I'm able to meet with him and remind myself that he has control no matter how hard I fight for it. And so me battling for it, I'm not going to win. Might as well just submit and let him take the lead. So yeah. That's so good. One of the things we wanted to talk about was just like some red flags to talk about or think about that if you maybe are slipping into a pattern of control in your life, like what are those things? And even just what you said there, Samantha, reminded me of like one of the ways I recognize that I am really emphasizing this need for control and really desiring that is when the smallest things like set me off, when the smallest change of plans, the smallest like again, like thing a coworker does that I wasn't expecting or whatever it may be, I like lose it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, why am I getting so wrapped up in this tiny little detail that ultimately doesn't really matter? Or maybe it does matter, but like, it's not really like that big of a of deal. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, my goodness, like I obviously am really needing to like relinquish some control of the situation or the outcome here and ultimately like turn to God and surrender that to him. So that's like one of my huge like red flags for sure. Yeah, I think another thing that I'm saying this, please hear me, by like a recovering person that used to be like this, but 
the people that just like have to be so rigid about plans in life and don't have any sense of flexibility. I mean, first of all, they're not really fun people to be around. Again, speaking of me, for a long <laughs> time, I just felt like like I couldn't change plans. Like I didn't have any flexibility in my life. Well, that really counts you out from being able to say yes to on a like earthly level, just like really fun things that could be in store that would pop up in life. And also like really blocking out a lot of just being open-handed with your time and energy to see like, okay, what would God have for me in my plans today versus like, what have I time blocked every hour of my day? And so I think if you're someone that like can't stop focusing or being so like hyper um, focused on a certain plan or like a certain way that something has to be, then maybe that would be I mean, for sure, red flag. Yeah, and I think we've talked about this before in other episodes too. But one of the like one of the things I remember a season of my life where trying to make plans exactly what you're talking about. I was looking weeks out with people, and I literally wasn't able to like have coffee with a friend for like three weeks. And I was like, "What is happening?" And that is me. That was a season where I craved and so worked like so worked so hard to have so much control over my time. When ultimately, like that really probably wasn't very healthy in a way of like. I needed to have time to be intentional and open-handed about who God was bringing into my life in those days and what he was doing with my time. And ultimately I was like giving him no space and room to do that. You know, he's going to do whatever, but like I need to, you know, open like my schedule up to be able to like be available for that. That's good. Well, I think we've harped on our controlling friends like us a lot, but I think there's something to talk about with chaos too. And this is kind of where we can, I don't know if you're hearing if you're the chaotic person and you're hearing about all the crazy control people you've been just like nodding along and now it's time to kind of talk about you and we can kind of breathe but chaos I feel like this is interesting because I don't know a lot of people that can live like this for very long. Let's just Mm -hmm. put it that way. Mm -hmm. But really God created order and he wants us to do things with purpose, to create a sense of purpose in what we're doing. So that's where we're talking about the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Like it's great to be able to have a schedule and to order our days and our weeks so that our families can have structure, so that our homes can feel peaceful, so that we can be intentional in relationships and work environments. But when it gets out of hand... That's just not a great way to live either. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this and it was actually kind of fun because we had that I went back and forth on this a little bit because, again, we tend towards control, but we also see that control is something that, you know, one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control, that we are called to live lives that bear fruit of being controlled in ourselves. And so that meaning, you know, we are controlled in our mind and in our hearts and we don't allow our you know, minds and hearts to go astray and to like go down these like crazy thought patterns or whatever that may look like. And one of those things of control is like me being a control person anyways. I even went to scripture to see like, what does, you know, God call as good? And he calls a lot of different things good. And one of them being this order that he even created our world and created our universe in an order. And he walks through that in Genesis. And so in creation, we see order in our you know, just like different commands that he commands, he gives us an order of those things. But then there's tons of details about preparedness and being prepared for things. If that, you know, there's like tons of things in Isaiah about being prepared for battle or, you know, preparing food or preparing a harvest or preparing a table in Psalms 23.5. And so I think there's a lot of beautiful pictures where control or the sense of being prepared or having order of something 
can be a really good thing. And we as humans who are fallen, broken, sinful people make that a bad thing. And so to those people who maybe you tend towards chaos, I think that's a really beautiful picture. And like, even in my sinfulness of control, I really try to like ask God, like, no, make this a beautiful thing in my life. Make it something where it's fruitful and not, you know, inwardly focused for me because that's my sin like tendency but i think that's where if you are someone who is like more ten like you tend more towards chaos i think that's a really cool picture to like mm-hmm. go towards yeah i think it's interesting too when i'm thinking about the people in my life like i actually love those people that maybe live in a little bit more chaotic way because they do just like live really free-spirited and enjoy every little piece of life and just go where the wind takes them but it's interesting is that I feel like I've heard all of them say they really desire more order. They like wish their life could be a little bit more structured. They wish they had a little bit more of that innately instead of just kind of like going by the seat of their pants every day. And so I think if you're like living deeply in this chaotic sense, you're probably not loving the people around you super well or you're not Mm -hmm. able to. Mm -hmm. Because when you're just kind of getting by, you don't have a lot of margin to kind of go that extra mile for a friend or to really serve your husband or your kids the best way that you can. So I don't know. I think there is this desire that we all have to have like structure and purpose and order in our days and our schedules and whatever we're doing in life. Mm -hmm. And I think even to that said, like, even as you say that, you know, maybe I think on if you fall on either extreme end of the spectrum, if either a super controlling end or a super chaotic end, the people you're probably hurting the most are the people probably closest to you and the people who you spend the most time with and probably the people who are like, who God is placing in front of you to love the best at that time. And you're probably doing a disservice to that. I can only speak to myself, but I for sure know that if I'm acting in a way of, you know, just hyper control all the time about these things, I'm really not able to, you know, love people well, be there, like be present in situations and all of those things that like God is ultimately calling me to. No, that's good. I think it's important as we really think through to, you know, we asked this at the beginning, but to re-ask yourself, okay, where, not only like where do you tend to fall in the spectrum, but what are some of those tendencies that you could start looking for in your life when you know it's getting a little bit out of hand either way? And then what are you going to do about that? How are you going to kind of counteract that and go back to saying, okay, God, Again, I think chaos is the same way. It's a lack of trust in God. We're kind of just living by the seat of our pants and not really saying like, God, I trust you to order my days and my steps. What do you have for me? It's more living out of a freedom of like, okay, well, I don't really want to have regard for what God has for me. I'm just going to go to the next thing. And so asking yourself, like, what can you do when you see those red flags and how do you keep that in a healthier state? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, we wanted to talk about this as one of our topics of these not so obvious sins, because again, not obvious obvious that control could be a sin, but we believe that God is calling us to a trust in Him, a trust in ultimately believing that He has the best plans for our lives. And so that means that we have to surrender that control if you really want to clench tight to that. But then also He is a God of order and He's a God of preparedness and a God of details and He cares about those things for your life. And so if you're someone who lives in chaos, maybe considering those things too. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.